So I have a question. How are small business owners like us, who are spending 60 plus hours a week working in our businesses and are still struggling to make ends meet, who have no time to spend with family, friends, or the things we value most in life, who feel trapped inside of our businesses and it is consuming our lives? How do we get the freedom to be able to work on our businesses and not in them? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answer. My name is John Nichols, and this is Expansion Code Radio. What's up, everyone? I want to welcome you to today's podcast. My name is John Nichols, and this is Expansion Code Radio. I am super excited. We are starting a three-part series called Money Rules. And today we're going to be talking about family money rules. And another two one in our next two podcasts after this one, we're going to be talking about business money rules and we're also going to talk about investing money rules. But today we're talking about family money rules. And so we're just going to get right into it. And I've got a great little story about this. So years ago, back in 2011, so it's been it's been over ten years now, and um, I joined Laurel Langmire's Big Table, and that there was probably in early two thousand eleven, and we had our first session in June, and it was a it was it was three parts, and we flew out to Lake Tahoe, and uh, she has an office in State Line, Nevada, there on Lake Tahoe, and. Um, or she did. I think she's recently moved it to um, Carson City. But anyhow, that doesn't mean anything. So, but part of the things that she taught us was money rules. And so, if you look in Laura Langmire's book, Wealth Cycle Investing, on page 57, she talks about money rules and she talks about taking control of how you spend money on what your rules on money is um, your and just you know your money rules determine your current situation and financial objection and they help you decide what to do so that's the whole reason why we're going to do why I want to talk about money rules and why I think money rules are such an important part of what we do day in day out so um, so today's we're going to talk about family spending uh, and then we're also going to talk about just family money in general. So, one of so one one of the topics under this is that will you combine your money and your and, and pay your bills out of the one joint account? So we're talking about family money rules. We're talking about a couple here, and so are you going to combine your money and pay your bills out of one joint account, or are you going to have separate accounts? So me and my wife, when we first got married. Um, we both had our own own accounts and then we and so we kept our own accounts and then we had what we called a household account and we had a joint account where we put a portion of our paychecks which was the the bulk of our paychecks into this joint account and that's what we paid all the bills out of so we were paying equally well as time developed we just ended up we just ended up uh canceling our individual bank accounts and we all just put everything but it took us god i don't know it was probably almost 10 years before we did that so there's really no wrong or right way in order to um to do it but you just have to make that decision up front um 
I know certain people that they um, split up the bills based upon how much a person makes. And so that would look like, um, so the person that makes the most money in, in this, in this family, they would pay the really big bills. And then someone that made less in the family would pay the smaller bills. And so that there's one way to do it. I personally don't particularly like that way, but I know it's done. And the thing about it is, is that it doesn't matter what I like or dislike. These are going to end up being your money rules. So you need to decide on how you're going to pay your bills and how you're going to do it within, within this family structure. Um, next, will you have separate accounts for certain bills or certain discretionary spending? So, the reason why me and Marilyn first had one big joint account and then we had our separate accounts is because I didn't want her to know if I was going to buy her a gift. And that there's a whole reason why, because my wife is religiously into our bank account every day. And I'm not so much. I look at our bank account a couple of times a week, but she's into it every day. And Emily, like, I'll come home now and she'll be like, uh, did you buy some stuff on Amazon? Yeah, I did. And you, and you know, I did. I mean, you know, the, you know, so, so it, it's just kind of funny. So, so nowadays she doesn't even question any of that kind of stuff anymore. But it, it was very funny in the beginning how she did question these things. I just I was just like, yeah, of course I did. I mean, I'm not going to lie to her about it or anything else. But um, a great little way, though, to do this is that you can have a joint account, but you can each also have your own little small checking account so where this way you can put a small amount in this. So this way you can spend it on whatever you want to. Um, and that, that is what we used to do. But now we've been married. I've been married for over 16 years now. I don't have to do any of that stuff anymore. We, we, we're both very comfortable with what we're doing um, and all these. It's, it's one of these things that I don't have to worry about anymore. Um, but I don't know, maybe I should, but I don't. Um, and I don't think I ever will either. But anyhow, so another thing that you need to ask yourself here is another little step or thing that you want to ask about family's family spending is, um, how will you decide on buying large purchases? So that includes houses, cars, furniture, um, boats, um, recreational vehicles, any of that, any large, large money pieces. And that there is a big thing that you got to figure out within, within inside this family structure. And so for me and Mary Ellen, we always pray about this stuff. We always take everything to God and pray about everything uh, when it comes to these very large spending habits and things. Um, because we we want to be on the same page, but we also want to um, do what God's will is for our life. Because we have learned that if we are doing things for ourselves, sometimes, well, any time, I can promise you this, that we are always, 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 one hundred percent in the wrong. So anyhow, but um, but that there is one of our rules. Anytime we anytime we're making major business decisions large large expenditures, anything that is substantial, it always gets taken to God um, for everything that we do. So that there's just one of our rules that we do. But you need to figure out um, can you make a can you make a big expenditure d- decision without your spouse, without your partner? 
um, that there's that that's a big thing. That's a really huge thing. And so, and if you if you, if you don't have a partner or a spouse, then how are you making these decisions on these large purchases too? You need to really think about that. In fact, you, you know all this the the two things that I talked about before was focused on having on, on on being a couple, right? On two people, but this one, if you are a single person, you really need to have a rules about this. Do you need to have all that money up front? I mean, do you need to? Can you finance it? I mean, you, you, all of these same questions I'm asking you about large expenditures, you need to have either as a single person <clears throat> or as um, a couple. So I'm going to move on. Uh, how much will you each spend without notifying the other person? Uh, that is a great question. And if, if you're a single person, you need to have a limit on what you're going to allow yourself to spend in one day. Um, I always did that whenever I was single, and so that this way I, I knew that I wouldn't get myself upside down in debt. Um, <clears throat> and then um, I personally have a philosophy about credit cards, okay? And this is, I'm not giving you credit, I'm not giving you advice on this. I'm telling you my philosophy, and I am not giving you advice on this. My philosophy on credit cards is, is I don't spend anything on credit cards that I can't pay off in one month. That's the reason why I love American Express. American Express, you got to pay it off at the end, every end of the month. That's the reason why if, 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 I, if I were you, if you could get your first credit card and it'd be an American Express card that has to be paid off monthly, that keeps you um, from getting upside down in debt. And you really don't want any of that stuff. You really don't need to, to do that because what it will do is it will help you it, it will help you create a money rule. And that there is one of my big money rules I have personally. All right. So let's move on. Uh, how will you handle money with your children? So we're talking about family now. And so what if you're a single parent? It still applies. So how are you going to handle money with your children? So for me and my wife, my children have chores that they do. And within that, they get a certain allowance. Um, because I really believe that people need to understand that they need to work for money. And then I have chores that are just work chores that they don't get paid for. A prime example is my son has to feed um, the dogs and the cats. And my daughter has to feed the chickens. And the reward on that is the animals stay alive, right? And so, um, but then, but then I have extra chores that we that they can do that they can earn money with also. So, and or they can go and work in one of my businesses, and I'll pay them to go do that too. So, I give my kids all kinds of ways to earn money, but I don't really just like handing money out to my kids. They're, 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 because we have a society, the way our society works is that, you know, you work and then you get, you, you get paid for that, right? And so why should it be any different as a child? I'm trying to teach them life skills that they will have whenever they get grown. I want them to understand, you know, I don't believe in participation trophies, so anybody out there that believes in all that stuff, that's fine and dandy. 
but I don't. I believe in real-world situations, and I believe that me showing my children these things will have them better prepared for a world that is very harsh out there. And then the last question is talking about family spending and things. Is that what is your philosophy on debt? And I've already talked to you a minute ago about what I consider credit cards, right? You pay them off. I pay them off at the end of every month. And I don't like a whole bunch of debt. I, I think there is good debt and I think there's bad debt out there. You know, debt on a house is a very good debt, right? So, um, but you but you really have to keep yourself in check and make sure that you're not getting too far into debt that you that you that what you bring in cannot handle it. Uh, because nobody wants to go through a bankruptcy, or at least I don't want to go through a bankruptcy. So this right here is kind of some rules and things um, on family spending. Like I said, the last one is your philosophy on debt. If you don't have one, figure one out because you really need to have a belief and a set of values set around the way you feel about debt. All right. All right. So next and under our money rules is that we're going to talk a little bit about um, rules for family and money in general. Okay. So, the first big question that is a biggie for me is that will you loan family members money? If so, how will you structure the payment terms? And so I have a firm, firm rule in our house is that we do not loan family members money. Now, we, I will give family members money and there's no strings attached but I don't loan money out to family members. And if you come to me as a family member and say, hey, I need X amount of dollars and I give you that money, don't come back the next month or any time in the near future and say, hey, I need more money because the answer is going to be no with me. Um, I don't mind helping someone out. I don't mind helping my family members out. But I am not a charity for these people to come and do this. And so... Um, I absolutely will not lend money out at all because when that family member doesn't pay that money back, then you're creating a situation with inside that family that there's going to be hurt and pain involved. And I try to stay away from that. I, w- I would rather them be mad at me for a short period of time because I said, no, I'm not going to lend you any money. And them understand where this is my line. But this is my rule. Your rule could be, yeah, I'll lend money out. That's fine. But if it was me, you need to make a contract for it. You need to have very stringent payment structure and terms on how they have to pay you back. And if they don't, what are the consequences? All right. Um, so, and in saying that, you know, the, the next question is, you know, how will you document it or, you know, and so, like I said, just just go on the Internet and Google, uh, you know, a simple uh, loan contract. And it's I mean, it's pretty doggone simple. Both of y'all sign it. And you move forward. Um, and so the, the other question I ask is that if you loan money to a family member, how will you handle the situation if they don't repay it back? And that there's, that there's a tough situation. 
And that, that's the, this is the reason why I don't want to get into loaning family members money. It is a slippery, slippery slope. It's easier for you just to say, here's the money, take it, no strings attached, but don't come back for more. I'm helping you out. I've got a, uh, I got a great story about a, uh, about a buddy of mine. And so um, I've, I've used this rule in my life. And, uh, and he came to me and he was like, hey, John, I want to borrow some money. Um, he was in between jobs. Um, and, and he was just like, hey, I really need to borrow $5,000 to kind of get myself to where I need to be. I said, and I looked at him, I said, nope. I said, I will not loan you any money. I said, I love you, man. I said, this is, this is a guy that I've known since I've been six years old. And I was just like, no, I'm not going to loan you any money. I said, but what I will do is that I will give you the money. I said, but this is a one-time gift, and I'm not going to give you any more money. I said, but I will help you out. And that's what I did. I gave him. It was just a gift. And uh, it, it got him back on his feet, and he was able to um, – he got a job within, I don't know, I think it was in less than six weeks. And, you know, you know he got his life back on track real quick like. Um, but the thing about it is, is that I was I was very strict about this because I didn't want to lose this friendship. I valued our friendship more than I valued the money. And that's the reason why I gave it to him. So um, that there's a, a great little story on what happened as far as that goes. Um and then the question, the other flip side of the question is that will you try to borrow money from a family? And if so, for what reasons are you going to do that? And once again, um, I've got a great story about that, too. So I just got married with my first wife, and um, and I didn't realize this when we got married, but she was heavily into debt. She was, she was like ten dollars or $15,000 into debt, big time. And... Um, I needed, I think it was $2,000 at the time. And so I went to my father. And my father was the one that taught me this rule. I said, hey, Dad, I need to borrow $2,000 from him, from you. And he said, no. He says, I will help you go get a loan someplace. He says, but I will not let you borrow money from me. I was like, okay, so then I so so I got really upset about it. I was mad. And at the time I didn't understand the lesson he was teaching me, but it was a very valuable lesson he was teaching me. And so I got mad. And so I went and got my loan myself at one of these uh uh I, I don't cash advance places. And um it, I mean the my interest rate was like twenty five percent or so. It was something crazy. And I did it as a year loan, and I borrowed the $2,000, got the $2,000, paid off what I had to pay off. Um, and my wife at the time, I had to pay this bill off that she had because she was because she was really far behind. And so I, I took care of that business, and I worked two jobs until we got all of her debt paid off. And, and I was only married for a couple of years to her. And so... Once we got uh, that paid off, and then I went and and paid that off and made my monthly payments. And my monthly payments was, I think, $225, $230 a month. $230 a month, I think. Maybe maybe it's $250 a month. 
and I made those payments for um, for ten months. I got it paid off early, and just so I can make sure that I got this. And what this did is that this built my credit up to where now I had credit. And then I was able to get me a credit card. And then I, once I got a credit card, um, I had a $500 limit on that credit card. And then I would put all my gas and all my other things on this, you know, like this right here. And then I started, and I got my credit built up even more. And so by the time I divorced, I, my, my credit score had skyrocketed. I, I was in the 700s by then. And so it was a great little way for me to do it. And my dad taught me a great lesson on this is that he didn't lend money to family members. He was willing to give you money or he was willing to take you someplace to help you get a loan. But he was not going to let you borrow money from him. He looked at me and said, I'm not the bank, son, but I can take you to the bank and I can help you secure a loan. But and I was and then, of course, I was mad at the time, and I let pride take over. And I was just like, no, I can do it on my own. I don't need your help. And I was mad and uh, very foolish at the time. So the thing about it is, is that, you know, because because when, when I came to him, I was it was very humbling for me to come to him. And then, and then I felt like he threw it up in my face, which he didn't. That's the crazy thing about it. He was just like he had his money rules. And this is the reason why money rules are so, so important. You really need to make these things for your family, um, and then if you and then if you do borrow money from someone, um, how are you going to repay it back? And what's going to happen if you can't repay it back to? So it's the flip side of the coin, and so that's there's the thing about it is, is that Dad wanted to keep our relationship. He knew I was going to be upset at the moment, but I was going to get over it, and then our our relationship stayed intact during this whole process. But the great thing about it was, is that it was a great lesson that I learned. So anyhow, so I hope the I hope this is a little food for thought on on money rules. Money rules are super super important. Uh, you need to sit down and write them out in your family. There's no wrong or right way. If you want to borrow money, borrow. Let people borrow money from you. Um, if you want to give it away, give it away. You know whatever you want to do. If you want to give your kids money. Uh, if you want to give them an allowance, if you just want to, you know, they get an allowance and don't have to do anything. Whatever, whatever your rules, whatever makes sense to you in your life, is what you need to go by. There's no wrong or right way. I will say this: I may not agree with you on everything that you do, but it's okay. This is your life, and these are your rules. That's the reason why these are your money rules. You have to apply your values and your beliefs to your money rules. And normally those are instilled upon in, in us from our parents. And that they're where that, that's where where I get the money rule for the credit cards. And I've pushed that into my into my oldest son, he's 23. And so it's just a great thing. So you need to take your values and apply your values. And then that's how you come up with your money rules, your beliefs and values. All right. So uh, sit down, uh, take a piece of paper, and make this an exercise, and just talk about, and if you're, if you're married, or even if you're single, it doesn't matter, um, please sit down with your partner or with yourself and take the time and write out money rules. 
because once you have made that decision, then it don't, the only thing you have to do is worry about the follow through. Because because you don't have to be making that decision every time something comes up. Oh no, that falls into, under this under money rule number eight, and then you already know what your decision is on that. So so once you've already made your decisions ahead of time, the only thing you have to do is remember and just follow through. So that's the one thing I love about that. All right. So our next episode is going to be we're going to be talking about money rules. And we're going to talk be talking about investing. All right. So guys. I will see you on the next episode. Y'all have a fantastic day. Thank you so much for joining me today and listening to this episode. Hopefully, what I shared with you will help you in your business journey as we share to help others expand their minds, businesses, and profits. If this episode did help you, be sure to share it with someone else that you know that it will help. We can only achieve our mission if we share it with others and always give first. I hope I can also help you even further by sharing my resources. It is a page that contains all the digital assets we use to expand our business and to help us free up time. The great thing about this page is completely free. Just go to resources.expansioncode.com to get your free access. Thank you again for tuning in. Have a fantastic day, my friends.